It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Braves have done it again, winning their fourth consecutive NL East title. Welcome to Locked on Braves. This is your host, Dylan Short, with you on this Friday caper, finishing off, really, I guess, kind of finishing off uh, what was a very, very tough season, both for the fans and for the teams. No, no real harm, no real fouls. The Braves now get ready to take on their opponent in the postseason. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Braves. Today's episode of Locked On Braves is brought to you by our friends at Tegna and the Odyssey Group, the Locked On Podcast Network, which brings you all of your favorite shows and all of your favorite teams with all of your favorite hosts on all of your favorite audio platforms. That's a lot of favorites. So all you need to do is like and subscribe to your favorite shows on whatever podcast app you like to use, uh, and you can be kept up to date whenever a new episode drops So you can rule the water cooler. No need for you to go through all the work of finding out all the stats and coming up with all the questions. Let your favorite hosts on the Locked On Podcast Network do that for you. Locked On Podcast Network bringing you your teams every single day. Okay, so first things first, uh, I do have an announcement to make. I've been kind of holding off on this for the last couple months. Um, Really for about the last month, I guess. Um, This is going to be my uh, my last season here at Locked On. I was going to wait until I was going to wait until the postseason, but I realized yesterday um, I'd rather go ahead and announce this uh, after a win, after a division title, feeling good. I don't want to do this on a day where I I might be doing an episode talking about them going home. Uh, so yes, I am going to be stepping away after this season. Um, And I really just want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, I was not sure when I first started doing this how it was going to go. I wasn't sure how it was going to perform being a a solo podcast. I'd never really, I'd never done that before. Um, But I've had a lot of fun. Uh, It's been a lot of time on this. Uh, You guys can obviously tell I've got some things going on in my life now that uh, have demanded a little bit more attention that have kind of pushed the show to the background. And I know that's annoying for for most of you guys out there. So uh, uh, I don't know who they're replacing me with yet. Uh, I'm going to be running through the postseason as well. So you're not, you're not rid of me yet. Um, but once I find out, I'll bring them on and I have no doubt that they're going to find a really good host. That's going to give you guys the amount of shows that you guys deserve. Um, I'll still be doing TPS, um, something where I can kind of do it once a week instead of having to try to do every single day. Um, maybe be a little bit easier with the schedule, but, uh, nothing, but nothing, but thank you to you guys. You guys have been awesome. Um, you guys made me feel very, very good, uh, about this show. I appreciate you. I've appreciated you guys every second of it. Um, so I'm going to step away. Uh, and um, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll come back at some point later on. Maybe I'll guest host for whoever takes over for the Braves. But uh, just just for you guys to know, I, I really do genuinely appreciate all of you and all of you who have uh, reached out and spoken to me. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun, uh, and, and I'll still be following along now. I just get to be a fan a little bit, which is uh, something I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Um, but first things first, we're going through the playoffs, obviously. So I would really, really like for the Braves to send me out on top and win a title. Um, 
But to do that, they got to get through their first round opponent in the Brewers, and we'll talk about the Brewers uh, in the playoffs in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about last night because last night was such such a a, a good and important victory. Um, the first home sweep of the season for the Braves, and it ends up being against the Phillies to clinch the division. You can't really write it any better than that. And if you point, if you show me. 10 people who were talking about the Braves at the All-Star break. Um, maybe one of them was saying the Braves would come back and win the division. Really, after Ronald Acuna Jr. went down. That, to me, that's such a good mark about this team and the other players on this team that they were able to rally around after losing a superstar the caliber of Ronald Acuna, who I personally think, if he's not the most talented, I think he's in the top three, maybe top five, if you want to stretch out, of most talented players in baseball. And that's really a mark of just how talented the players in baseball are right now. Because Ronald Acuna Jr., I'm here to tell you guys right now, he's Ken Griffey Jr. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's kind of the only that's the only thing that you worry about with Ronald is he's so crazy athletic and does so many crazy things. Can he stay healthy for his career? Um, I have no doubts that he'll be back sooner rather than later. I don't think it's going to take him very long to come back. The Braves might try to slow walk him a little bit, um, but I, I certainly think that uh, he, he's, he's going to be no the worse for wear coming back from that. And for the Braves... To be able to to come together after losing a player of his caliber and to still win the division and to have a uh, time where nothing is going right for the, the team and to really never quit, that's very impressive. Uh, I, I believe that if you were to ask most of the guys on this roster, I would bet you that this title um, this title was maybe 18s was, was a little bit more influence because 18 was a good team that wasn't supposed to be good, so they spent the whole year proving people wrong. This year, I think, is more of a relief, and this year might mean a little bit more because of the adversity they had to go through to get there. I mean, to, to not get over 500 until the second half of the season, I mean, that's that's crazy, especially from where this team was looked at coming into the season. Um, is really one of the few Braves teams with deep, deep uh, postseason um, expectations and even World Series appearance expectations. I myself expected to see the Braves in the World Series at the start of this year. Uh, I thought they'd be playing the Yankees, but I don't. You know, it's been a, it's been a weird season all the way through, and the Braves certainly were, um, were were not exempt from the weirdness of the 2021 baseball season. But all that mat it doesn't really matter how you start; it matters how you finish. And the Braves finished number one in the division for the fourth straight year. Yeah, it's not the record that we wanted to see from them. Yeah, it hasn't been the greatest team to watch all the time. Um, but this has been a, a very good lineup, and I still think this is one of the deeper teams that the Braves have had, especially after making those trades at the deadline. Did a phenomenal job. Alex Anthopoulos, who, who I've ripped on a time or two in here when I think he deserves it, when I think he's being too cautious uh, with his additions, um, can't really say anything bad at all. Every acquisition that he made for the Braves this year uh, at the trade deadline has worked wonders and played very important roles on this team. Jorge Soler has been amazing, um, which is Part for the course, is I was wanting Jorge Soler about two years ago, and, and really in 2016 before that, so uh, usually the Braves take a little while to get somebody that I wanted on the team, but Jorge has been fantastic. Um, Jock Peterson played a very big role when he was acquired a little bit earlier. He's kind of faded into the background a little bit since some of the other additions, but don't forget Jock played a huge role for this team uh, when the Braves first acquired him. He really kind of gave them a shot in the arm in the clubhouse and kind of loosened up the vibe a little bit. So we get ready for Jocktober, as they like to say. Um, Eddie Rosario, 
And this Eddie Rosario, I'm going to be, Eddie Rosario was really not that fantastic of a player. He had that one really good year in Minnesota, and even that was kind of a pop-up year because he doesn't usually, he doesn't usually run high OBPs at all, so he's kind of inconsistent. It's not a good defender. He's not really that fast or anything like that, but he's been awesome with the Braves. He, he has really good bat-to-ball skills, and being able to hit at truest, and he, he, he mashes righties. So when he gets to bat lefty at truest, I mean, that, that just helps him so much more. He's able to get those balls up into the air. Balls that are like two feet off the ground, if that, like 10 inches off the ground, he's able to mash into the mash over the foul pole, keep them fair, and, and has just done really good work for the Braves. Had a cycle this year on five pitches. Um, two cycles for this team this year. Max Freed with a walk-off hit. Max Freed, who really kind of took a big, gigantic leap forward. We'll talk about some of these Braves players uh, in the next segment, about my favorite players and my favorite parts of the team this year, because there are a lot of them. But for now, for the Braves, now that you've wrapped up the division uh, and, in, and in convincing fashion, taking the number two team and sweeping them at home to end their playoff chances, uh, now you're looking at get some guys some rest. There's a lot of guys in this team that need rest. I'm talking about now that you're in the last the last series with the Mets, I want to see Freddie get at least one day off. Ozzie, Dansby, Austin, they all need days off. Duvall needs a day here or there. Get everybody off their feet. Let them get their swings. Maybe let them have an inning or two. Let them go one time through the order or something and then get them out of the game. You don't want these guys getting hurt now. We had a, a scare with Freddie Freeman last night where he got drilled right above the elbow. Uh, I don't think it was in a spot that's going to do any lasting damage. It, it looked more into the meat. didn't look like it was right on the elbow. Uh, so maybe hit that nerve a little bit made his hand go numb. Um, that's all I'm hoping it was, at least, when Jose Alvarado hit you with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It's still 100 miles an hour. Um, but overall, uh, great win. Great time. We'll, we'll discuss the game in further detail in the next segment. For now, I'm going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at my favorite players from the 2021 season and how the Braves were really able to get this thing together and get these guys uh, underway and get this season into the win column for the Braves as we head forward into the postseason for the fourth consecutive year. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this right here on Locked on Braves. Today's episode of Locked on Braves is brought to you by Bilt Bar. The Braves are the division champions, and Bilt Bar is the unquestioned champion of all protein bars. I'm talking about the best tasting. I'm talking about the best texture. I'm talking about the best flavors in the business. There is nothing that Bilt Bar does not do better than everyone else in the protein bar game, and I should know. Protein bars come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Most of them taste like the bottom of a shoe. And not a very nice shoe, like a shoe that's been outside, like the shoe that you used to mow the grass with. That's what you're getting when you get most of your protein bars. Yeah, they have plenty of protein, but they don't have taste. They don't have anything else going for them. They're not something that you can sit there and enjoy eating. Well, Built Bar took that, and they decided, hey, you know what? These don't have to taste awful. Let's make them taste really good. And let's put a texture on them that makes you think that you're eating a candy bar. So that's exactly what they did. The guys at Built Bar have been revolutionary. And if you don't believe me, try them out for yourself. Just go to BuiltBar.com. You can build your own box. So you can try all the flavors. There are a bunch of flavors. They've all got about 19 grams of protein, only about four net carbs. So you can eat them at any time of day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack, meal replacement, pre-post workout, whenever. There's never a wrong time for a Bilt Bar. Just go to BiltBar.com now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get a nice surprise when you make it to your shipping page. Go there now, fill out your box, and try, try Bilt Bars. I promise you, you'll never go away from them again. BiltBar.com, building the perfect protein bar.
Welcome back to today's very celebratory Locked On Braves. As I mentioned, the Braves sweep the Phillies for their first series sweep at home, and it clinches them the division to boot. Just an exclamation mark on a season that really could have got out of hand very quickly with how bad the start was and how long of a struggle it was to get up over 500. Really one of the, the more flabbergasting things in baseball this season. Then you have Ronald Acuna Jr. go down, and things just look like they're going to snowball, and the Braves looked Early on, like there was no chance that they were going to repeat uh, as, as division champions. The Mets had a very commanding lead at one point. Things were going very well for them. The Phillies had a lead at one point. And the Braves just kept plugging away, made some really excellent, really, really valuable moves at the deadline, none of them really costing anything at all. And it turned out very well for the Braves. And we've seen it happen. And last night, it didn't take long at all for those additions to make their presence known. Jorge Soler started it right from the very first at-bat. Hits a mammoth 465-foot shot, 112 miles an hour. Just obliterated that baseball. Whoever found that probably did not find it with a cover on it. And I know they called it the, the longest home run of the season for Jorge Soler. That's not true. Um, that one, the, He hit one earlier this year that was 495 feet. Now, StatCast called it 425. There's no way that was 425. I'm here to tell you that StatCast was wrong. That ball was that ball was that ball was far closer to 500 than it was to 400. That was that was a monster shot. That was every bit as far as Ronald Acuna's home run off of uh, Garrett Cole in uh, I believe it was I think it was last year, it was either last year or 2019, um, where he hit one where he dropped on 495 as well. Just a, a mammoth shot, uh, and it was a great season for Jorge Soler as an Atlanta Brave. One of those guys that when the Braves acquired him, guys that don't... He's a very, very important player as to why you don't just look at the surface stats. Why batting average is kind of worthless in terms of evaluating a player. Jorge Soler was exactly that type of guy. If you looked at his base numbers, you'd be like, wow, he hasn't played very well at all. But if you looked a little bit deeper and you took a look at his actual numbers for the season, you saw that there were things that were coming in, things that were going to go well, things that, that promised that he was going to start playing a lot better, and he sure did. He got much, much better. In the second half of the season, he was absolutely phenomenal. First half was really bad. Second half hit uh, 19 homers, 39 ribbies, 35 walks, 54 Ks, and that was important. He got his average up to 262 if you care about such things, which is a far, far cry from what we'd seen. Overall, he kept a lot of his numbers pretty similar. He's, a, he's a, an amazingly consistent player. Strikes out less than 27%. Usually he's going to walk in between 10.5% and 11%. He's going to hit you on a full season scale average. He's going to hit you about 40 bombs, anywhere from 38 to 45. Uh, drive a lot of runs in. And went 262, 355, 545 with a 900 OPS in the second half of the season. Um, that was good for 136 WRC+, plus, which is a pretty normal number for him. That's what he's been the last few years. This is why I was big on him. A couple years ago, his, his 48 home run season, and a couple seasons before that even, where you could see the tools in his belt. He'd had issues staying healthy. Last year was awful for him. So this year he finishes out, at least as of today, with 26 homers, 69 ribbies, a less than 24% strikeout rate, an 11% walk percentage. So far he's hitting a 222, 315, 427, uh, good for a 99 WRC+. plus. But again, that's, that's really more of a mark on, on how bad his start to the season was. Since he's come over to the Braves, he's, he's been absolutely incredible. Same for Adam Duvall, who had similar struggles uh, in, in uh, Miami. Now, we've seen Adam Duvall a lot here, so he's always going to be on my list of one of my favorite Braves to look at. Um, 38 homer season for him. He's got a real shot to hit 40 this year. Uh, strikeouts are up a little bit, 31.5%. Walk rate is, is down a touch from last year, 6.4%. 
He's, you know, not if you just look baseline, it doesn't look like he's having a great offensive season. 228, 281 OBP is really bad. 493 slug. Um, still good for 104 WRC plus, which lets you know the defense has been really good for him this year, and it has. Playing center field, a spot that he hadn't played before, he's handled it very well for the Braves. He's taken really good routes on balls. The arm has been better than most people thought. Uh, been just a phenomenal season for Adam Duvall. Uh, seems like every time he's a Brave, he just does good things. Um, Richard Rodriguez has struggled since coming over to the Braves. That I, I I still believe in Richard Rodriguez. I do think he'll be on the postseason roster. I'll probably talk about that a little bit more in the third segment. Um, but I feel pretty good about all of the additions that the Braves made. Jock kind of fizzled out, but Eddie Rosario was fantastic. And we'll see what Jock does in the playoffs. That's where he usually shines. Uh, so we'll see what happens as the Braves are getting ready for this. Um, but I want to talk about some of my favorite players on the team this year. If you're talking about who's the player of the year for the Braves, there is only one answer, and that is Austin Riley. Now, you guys know, you guys have been with me for quite a while on this show, that I've never been what you could call an Austin Riley fan. If anything, I've been an Austin Riley hater throughout my days here. Um, and I was certainly not happy with what he had done early on in the season, where it looked like he was becoming a, a soft-hitting third baseman who was trying just to make contact. Well, that is not who Austin Riley ended up being, and Austin deserves a ton of credit for what he was able to do this year. He came out, and he's not going to win the MVP, and he should not win the MVP. Um, this is going to be Harper or Juan Soto. Harper's really bad. The Braves kept Harper 0 for 11 in the series, which was, I think, the most important number, as Bryce Harper had been carrying this Phillies team for the last month or two. Um, I think that might have opened the door for Juan Soto. I think before it was pretty locked in that it was going to be Harper, and it would have been well-deserved. But Austin's going to get some down-ballot votes, 6th or 7th place votes, uh, and he deserves them full stop. He was fantastic this year. Uh, I know his defense didn't grade out well, but I watched nearly every game. Uh, and this he's one of those guys where I think I think the shifting kind of hurts him a little bit when he gets shifted and basically playing second base and in short right field. I think that might hurt him a little bit because he's got very soft hands at third. Sometimes the throws get away from him, but I thought he was an excellent defender this year. Um, offensively speaking, just phenomenal all season long. Did not really have a weakness after he kind of figured some things out and, and almost looked like he stopped thinking so much and just started swinging the bat. Went up there looking to damage. Instead of just looking to touch the ball, just started recognizing spots he could hit, spots he couldn't, and just finding ways to keep himself alive. So far, he's got 33 homers, 105 ribbies. K rate's right at 25%, which is perfectly fine. Uh, walk rate's at 8%, which is what you like to see. The BABIP is through the roof, but it's because he's been hitting the ball really hard. It's got him at 303, 368, 532. Uh, with a 136 WRC plus on the season, a four-war season for him. And that is not something anybody should have expected from Austin Riley, who had a net zero war coming into this season after how bad he was in 2020 and how bad he was for most of 2019, quite frankly. Um, Austin has really, really kind of flipped the script. Now everybody knew he had talent. Everybody knew that everybody in the organization really liked him. But before, it seemed like he was stuck in between pitches, wasn't really quite fast enough with the barrel to reach these high-impact fastballs. He was having to cheat, and it was making him late or making him miss on sliders and other off-speed. Well, lowered his hands a little bit to get the barrel through the zone faster. It's just been phenomenal. Uh, hasn't really been thinking quite as much. He's more just reacting, uh, and it's been, it's been beautiful to see. Braves needed him desperately. For him to do that after Ronald fell off and, and got hurt, that was that's what was so impressive, and there's there's no question Austin Riley's the MVP of the Braves this season. Uh, Charlie Morton was an excellent addition. Loved watching Charlie. I always love watching Charlie, but uh, seeing him with the, as, come back to the Braves and do this well and really step in and, and hold down that veteran number one and hold off Max, who's now your number two, 
even though Max has been incredible the second half, just perfect to see. Waskar Noah came out blazing and in for a long time. He was the best pitcher on the team. He was the best pitcher on the roster until he broke his hand in that Milwaukee start. Ironically enough, as Devin Williams breaks his hand punching a wall, uh, as the Braves and, and Brewers get ready to face off in the postseason. Um, he, he's fallen off a little bit since. I think he's a little fatigued. His, his, he's not hitting his spots the same way. Uh, I think maybe his legs are a little bit gone because the arm slot still looks right. The release point still looks pretty close to what it was. It just looks like he's not quite getting all the way through consistently like he was earlier in the year. Um, He's probably going to move to the bullpen here in the playoffs. He can be used as a fourth starter if he needs to, or you can play matchups uh, with him and Ian, whatever. I wouldn't mind if, if you have him designated as the piggyback guy for Ian in case Ian kind of falters in game three. Um, but it, it's looking it's looking really good. There were a lot of great storylines on this team as a whole. Um, you guys know them as well as I do. You guys are just as big of fans as I do, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop that there. Just all of that to say, I'm just I'm very, very... I'm very excited about how the team ended up, but I'm also I'm I'm just very happy that we have playoff baseball coming now, and uh, it's time to get ready for the postseason. So I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to look at this postseason series and how the Braves match up against Milwaukee and how they match up with with this postseason overall, because this is one of those years where it might not be the best Braves team, but maybe there's some things there where you can start feeling like they've got a shot that they didn't have a couple years ago. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this right here on Locked on Braves. Today's episode of Locked on Braves is brought to you by Bet Online. Today's a really good day if you bet the Braves to win the division early on in the year. I did, so I know uh, for all of my fellow Bet Online users, you're feeling pretty good too. Uh, if you're still going around, betonline.ag is the number one site to place any and all online wagers. If you like to, if you like to so choose, you like to bet a little bit of money here and there, make your sporting events just a little bit more exciting, then Bet Online is the perfect place to go. And if you use our promo code Locked On, they give you a nice little surprise on your initial deposit. What is that surprise? I'm not going to tell you because I want you to go and use. I want you to go and do it. It's a surprise. I'll just let you know they're going to give you. They're going to give you money. I'm not going to tell you how much. I'm not going to tell you what they're doing, but it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to do a lot of good things for you. They are my only place that I go to to place online wagers across all of your possible sports. If it's if it's a major sport, if, even if it's a minor sport, you're going to find lines on betonline.ag. Their customer service is second to none and just a phenomenal, phenomenal place to go. That's betonline.ag. Promo code ML or promo code locked on for your nice little surprise. Go to betonline.ag today and start enjoying yourself. Today's episode of Locked on Braves is also brought to you by Get Upside. You guys know my name. You guys know my team. Dylan with the Locked on Braves. Here to tell you about an incredible app for everyone who buys gas. That is almost everyone, unless you're one of these smart people who drive an electric car, these hoity-toity guys. But everybody who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. All you got to do is download the Get Upside app. It is free in the App Store or Google Play right now, and use the promo code BASEBALL, spelled like it sounds, and you get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch, guys. It's just free money. The cash gets added right back to your account without you having to do anything. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other store brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code BASEBALL to get the 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. One more time, that's BASEBALL for fifty up to 50 cents back on your first gallon of gas. 
Get Upside, the best upside in the business. guys welcome back to the last segment for today's locked on braves friday edition with the division wrapped up in hand as the braves and the brewers are now matched up in the first round of the 2021 playoffs and this is this is a very interesting matchup uh i'm not gonna lie to you guys this is actually the team that that kind of worries me the most in terms of this postseason i feel like the brewers are a team that's very well put together for a postseason run mostly because it all starts with their pitching now, with Devin Williams being out for the postseason after punching a wall, that that helps you out immeasurably because the Brewers have the best starting three in baseball. There is no trio right now that is better or harder to go against than Corbin Burns, who's going to be your Cy Young. If he's not, he should be. It's, it's going to be a, an atrocity if he's not after the season he's put together. Brandon Woodruff, who's one of the most underrated aces in baseball, and Freddie Peralta, who this year has been just as good as the other two. Um, just dominant starting pitching for those three, and the Brewers don't have to throw four guys this year. They can only throw those three if they so choose. I think that's one of the things that makes them so dangerous. Offensively, they've been fairly similar to the Braves. They don't look like they're an offensive powerhouse, so I do think that some of that comes with getting to play really, really bad pitching and, and teams in the NL Central. Now, I know that the Nationals and the Marlins aren't good, but the Nationals really didn't get this bad until after the All-Star break. Um, but you're talking about like the Pirates and the Cubs, uh, and the Reds are okay, but that's the best you can say. Um, the Pirates and the Cubs are both two of the worst teams in baseball with two of the worst starting rotations in baseball. Uh, so they, their offense got a little bit of help there. The Cardinals were bad for most of the season until they went on this insane stretch to end it out so they could devil magic their own way into the postseason. Um, all that to say that the Brewers are not a team built around offense, but it's because they don't really need to be. It's kind of weird to me that they aren't built around offense, seeing as their park is a huge run-scoring park. Um, but it, it does make a little bit of sense to build it around just supreme pitching in that aspect because if you can hold teams to two runs uh, each start for your big three, then once you get to the playoffs, you're talking about all you got to do is scratch across three in order to win. And for the Braves and Brewers, this is a very tight matchup. Charlie Morton and Max Fried can hang with those three. No problem. Ian Anderson is, is kind of the question mark. We've seen Ian be dominant. We've seen him be dominant in the postseason before. Um, but we've also seen him kind of struggle a little bit, and we've seen at times – he gives up a lot of contact, which is not always something you want to rely on in the postseason. Last night, for example, he only had two strikeouts, uh, which is not quite what we're used to seeing from Ian. Uh, we've seen it a little bit more since he's come back from injury, but last night he didn't really need to. He still pitched very, very well. Props to Ian on that last night for being able to to go, uh, was it six and two-thirds, I believe it was, maybe six and a third, almost go seven full innings without having strikeout stuff. Did a very, very good job last night in solidifying the season for the Braves. Uh, but onto this Brewers team, this is going to be a tough matchup. I, I like the fact that Burns, with his heavy cutter, Freddie's got a decent shot there as long as he's able to cover that inside portion of the plate uh, without getting too far behind. I think Freddie's approach to the plate should help there a little bit. Um, it's going to be kind of it's going to be very tough. I'm not going to lie. Brandon Woodruff, I think, is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Corbin Burns, I think so as well. And I think Freddie Peralta is, is just as talented as those guys. It just hasn't been quite as consistent over the course of his career. So the Braves are going to have their work cut out for them. 
Uh, and this is one of those years where I think the Dodgers are unquestionably the best team in the postseason, period. NL or AL, they're, they're an all-star team that's, that's been put together and playing with each other for a couple months now. Uh, and ever since they added Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, they've just gone to another level. And they're still a wild-card team. So right now, as weird as it is to say, we're all Cardinals fans hoping they can keep that devil magic going for just one extra game and knock the Dodgers out of the postseason. I'm not so worried about the Giants uh, I, I mean, it'd be cool if the Cardinals bump them out and the Braves get to get their revenge in the NLCS on the Cardinals. Um, but get if they get the Dodgers out of the playoffs, then I'll start feeling like this Braves team has a real shot to win the World Series. Now, whoever comes out of the AL, that's going to be a very important point because the Yankees have a real shot. They're another team. Their starting pitching is not great, but once you get them to Cole and uh, even Nestor Cortez to a point and, and, and They'll, they'll work in Luis Severino, however they do. They've got some pieces there. They've got a lot of guys that throw 100 and can shut you down on any given day. Um, and they've got a lineup that can score pretty much seven runs at will. So there, there's, some, there's a lot of teams in the AL. The White Sox are a team that really stands out as, uh, among the others. Um, there, there's a lot of teams in the AL that can do a lot of good things, but it's that Dodgers team that everything runs through. So if they're able to get out of the way, whoever wins the Sprays and Brewers series have a really, really good shot at making it to the World Series. And this is one of those tough, this is going to be one of those really tough settings. The numbers for the teams, they're nearly identical. The offenses are nearly the same. The records are, are nearly, uh, are very similar as far as like their Pythagorean record. Uh, their, their pitching has been pretty comparable. The Braves bullpen has been a touch better. The Brewers starting rotation has been a touch better. Offensively, they've been about the same type of team. They've been on about the same type of run here lately. Uh, just a lot of similarities heading into this matchup, uh, and I think it's going to be very good. I'm going to look for Austin Riley to continue being Austin Riley. If he's able to continue doing damage like he did all during the regular season, then I think the Braves have a real shot at this. I think if Charlie Morton and Max Fried can go out there and, and replicate what they've been doing this whole second half of baseball, the Braves have a really, really good chance. And I think Game 1, like it is for most series, Game 1 is going to be the most important game. You can win game one, put the other team behind the eight ball a little bit. You start bringing up their stress, it's going to put more stress on their offense. The Brewers' offense, they don't have the same talent that the Braves have in theirs. Their lineup is not as deep as the Braves. Uh, when you look up and down their lineup, Willie Adamas is, is a monster, and I expect big things from him anyway. Um, Christian Yelich, he's, been, he's had a really bad season, but I think that Yelich is one of those guys that you have to kind of take care of in the postseason. He, we've seen him turn it on before. When he gets hot, he gets very, very hot, so... Uh, name the game. Whoever can score three runs first, I think, is who wins this game. Well, without Devin Williams, you don't have to worry as much. Each of those three starters is going to have to go eight to get it right to Josh Hader. Uh, we've had some luck against Josh Hader in the past. We've had Josh Hader make the Braves look stupid for a long time. The good part of that is if you have to face Ozzy with Josh Hader in there, he gets the bat from the right side where Ozzy is a superstar. Um, but overall, this is a very competitive matchup. This is actually the matchup that scares me the most outside of the Dodgers. I think this Brewers team is a very underrated team. I think this is a, this is a playoff-built postseason roster uh, for Milwaukee, and I think that it's very cool that uh, in, in the remembering Hank Aaron season, the first round of the playoffs, we get uh, we get Hank Aaron's two Braves teams. We get Milwaukee and we get uh, Atlanta, and we'll, we'll, get to, uh, we'll get to see what happens and we'll see who gets to win Brave supremacy for the 2021 season. But overall, that's where I'm going to go ahead and stop for today. Thank you guys so much for everything, really, honestly. Um, I, like I said, I, I have appreciated you guys from the jump. I am going to be going through the playoffs with you guys. Uh, once I find out who is replacing me, we'll bring them on the show here and let you guys get to know them. I'm sure it'll be somebody really nice, uh, somebody who, who's really into all of this and going to give you guys all of the content that you guys so richly deserve. So. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, you guys, thank you very much. And uh, here's hoping that the Braves can make a really, really deep run because 
going out on a division title is very nice. Going out on a World Series would be uh, would be something special indeed. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back again uh, during the postseason. So um, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to today's episode of Locked On Braves. <laughs> Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.